0: I received a comment recently on a YouTube video from a young woman whose boyfriend is struggling with retroactive jealousy. And the comment basically read, my boyfriend is struggling with retroactive jealousy. How do I convince him to get help? Unfortunately, I've received some variation of this comment dozens and dozens at this point, probably hundreds of times before in my email inbox. Frequently, the partners of retroactive jealousy sufferers write to me, asking me how to convince their partner to take some action, to change, to confront their retroactive jealousy. In today's video, I'm going to offer a very pointed and direct response to this question. I think you're going to want to watch this video if you're either a retroactive jealousy sufferer or if your boyfriend or your partner is struggling with retroactive jealousy and they aren't really taking any action to improve their situation. My name is Zachary Stockhill from retroactivejealousy.com and since 2013 I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy and save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one or you'd like more information about my work please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com Okay, so your boyfriend is struggling with retroactive jealousy and you want to convince him to get help. Here's something that I have learned over almost 10 years now as a full-time coach, as one who's been on hundreds and hundreds of coaching calls, thousands of email consults, all kinds of people asking me this question and other questions and trying to convince people of things and all the rest. You cannot convince people to do anything, anything that they don't want to do. You can't force people to change. And I say that as someone who makes videos about (laughs) encouraging people to change and helping people change and Got online courses and books and coaching and all the rest. Obviously, personal transformation, people changing, is something that I'm extremely interested in. But I can tell you, over 10 years, I have never tried to convince someone, really, to change. I've helped people who have come to me wanting to change themselves. If someone comes to me and says, Zach, I've hit rock bottom with retroactive jealousy, or I'm excited about changing, I'm ready to change, Great. Like, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Let's get to work. Excellent. If someone comes to me and says, I'm not sure if I really need to change, and I'm, then it's like, okay, that's fine. You go do you. Keep doing whatever you're doing. And if you're finding that what you're doing is not working and you want to change, come back to me and we can talk then. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to connect with you. The point is, you cannot convince people to do anything that they want to do. And that includes your intimate partner. You can't convince your intimate partner to do anything that they don't want to do themselves. Sometimes you can encourage them temporarily, but that's gonna have serious ramifications down the line. Because if your partner agrees to do something that they don't really want to do deep down, that's gonna lead to all kinds of resentment and bad feelings down the line. And that's ultimately their fault. They agreed to do something that they didn't want to do, leading to all kinds of chaos and resentment. But fundamentally, You can't convince them to change. You can't even change anyone. A recipe for disaster in long-term relationships, and certainly marriages, is entering into that marriage thinking, I love this person, but I'm going to help them change this one thing that I can't stand about them. Or I'm going to save this person. Or I'm going to convince this person to get help. I'm going to convince this person to change. It does not work. It's simply a fact. So that's my most important message to you in this video. You can't convince anyone to do anything. I don't care if it's your boyfriend or husband, at least over the long term. And even if you can encourage them temporarily, that's going to lead to all kinds of bad things down the line. I will also say, as I often do to the partners of retroactive jealousy sufferers, take care of yourself first. Unfortunately, some retroactive jealousy sufferers, this is a small percentage, but it's still there. Some retroactive jealousy sufferers. Engage in all kinds of spousal abuse, whether it's emotional abuse, sometimes physical abuse, sometimes psychological abuse. The point is, if your partner is struggling with retroactive jealousy, take care of yourself first. If necessary, remove yourself from that situation. Keep yourself safe. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're being subjected to abuse. Take care of yourself first. Now that that's out of the way, those two crucial points, one thing I will mention when it comes to shall we say, influencing the behavior of people we love. This is something I learned from the Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson. Very, very good piece of advice. If you want to encourage your partner to do more of something that you like, something that's good, something that's good for you, good for the relationship, when they do this thing that you like, notice it and make sure they know that you appreciate it call it out. To give you a very simple example, let's say your boyfriend has been struggling with retroactive jealousy for a while, and then after a week of just nonsense and fights and drama and all that, you know, fun stuff, let's say you go out for an evening and it's a really peaceful night. You go out and have a nice dinner somewhere and it's peaceful and calm and he's in a good mood and you're joking with each other and then you have great sex or whatever. It's just a good night. Make sure he knows that you appreciated that night. Hey, honey, like I really enjoyed last night. It was so calm and so chilled out and no drama. And I just, I really had a great time. So thanks for that. You're noticing it. You're calling it out specifically. You're calling out the things that you really appreciated and liked about it. And you're letting him know people long to feel appreciated. I can't stress that enough. People long to hear thank you, to be appreciated for the things that they do for others, to be appreciated for who they are as people. So some people might look at this and say, that's manipulative. And it's like, no, it's about sharing appreciation. Because far too often in life, people do things for us and we don't share appreciation. And that has negative consequences. It's a bad thing to do. So if someone is doing something that you appreciate genuinely, make sure they know about it, really. To use a personal example, I've been doing this work for a long time. Every single time I receive a YouTube comment or an email or something, or a review on Amazon in my book, of people thanking me, it puts a smile on my face every single time. I always appreciate that. Even though I've heard it maybe, (laughs) very fortunate to have heard it maybe thousands of times before, it still means a hell of a lot to me. I really appreciate it. So make sure you notice and appreciate things in your partner you would like to see more of. And if they express an interest, independent of you, if they express an interest in getting help, in sorting this issue out, in investing in personal development or whatever that looks like for them, Make sure you notice and appreciate that. Don't go over the top with it, because that will probably make them feel like you're trying to manipulate them and force them to do something, again, that they don't want to do. But make sure you notice that and appreciate it and call it out. Say, I think that's a great idea, babe. I think that'd be great for our relationship. You know, I really appreciate that you're taking ownership of this and and you wanna to work to make things better for both of us. That means a lot to me as your partner. Obviously word it in the way that makes sense for you and the way you speak and communicate. But if your partner takes some interest in this independent of you, be sure to notice that and call it out and appreciate it. Aside from that, I've created some other resources for the partners of Retroactive Jealousy sufferers. some advice for you, um, how to best sort of deal with this problem um, as your partner works to overcome it themselves. Hopefully my wonderful YouTube editor will put a card above my head with another video I've created, for the partners of Retroactive Jealousy Suffers. But in the meantime, just once more, you can't change anyone. Be sure to take care of yourself. Notice and appreciate him or her, independent of you, if they actually want to change. And a final note, uh, I hope this isn't kind of a downer, but it is necessary. Some people, some retroactive jealousy sufferers, just don't want to change. Period. For a variety of reasons that I could spend an hour talking about, I won't do it here. But unfortunately, the bottom line is, there are some people who are so married to their self-loathing, or their confusion, or their moral confusion, or their stubbornness, or whatever, they just don't fundamentally want to change. Some of them watch the videos on my channel. I'm not exactly sure why, because I'm interested in facilitating change, but anyway, some people really don't want to change. And sometimes walking away is really the only option. So hopefully that isn't you, but it does happen sometimes, where if someone is not gonna take ownership of this problem and put in the effort to beat it for good, Sometimes the only option is walking away. I hope that isn't you, but I felt the need to mention that as well. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel, at Zachary Stockhill For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com